Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Buenos tardes, mi amigo. Hola, my good friend. Cinco de mayo on Tuesday. And I hoped we'd see each other again. You killed my brother last winter. Shot him three times in the back. In the night, I still hear Mama weeping. Oh, Mama still dresses in black. Woo! I did two verses for you. All right, before we get it cracking, I am excited. I'm brimming with excitement. My, I, my, my mind is about to blow off my neck. You know why? Because I'm adding to my sponsorship with another product that I truly believe in, that, I, that I'm so excited day in and day out to use personally and tell you guys about because I really believe in it. It started with Magic Spoon. Everybody's response with Magic Spoon has been fantastic. I get so many emails. I get so many tweets and, 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 and DMs about how you gave it a shot and you love Magic Spoon. We'll get to that in a second. Now, I welcome on board Lucy Nicotine Gum. This stuff is amazing. And if you've even been casually associated with this show or with me as a person, you know I'm constantly telling people, don't overlook nicotine. It's an amazing substance. It's a tremendous drug. The benefits are through the roof. It's just that so many people negatively associate it with tobacco products like smoking or chewing tobacco or dipping tobacco. And I understand those things are bad for you. Nicotine in and of itself fantastic drug that can help with metabolism. It certainly helps with cognitive function, gives you that little boost. You ever wonder why so many writers and 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 creatives they uh, you know they chain smoke when they sit down to hit hit that typewriter or put up the palate? You know, it's because nicotine gives you a, a a cognitive boost. It gives you that buzz. That is real. And if you can take it away from the other harmful products that are put into typical tobacco products, you have yourself not only a harmless drug, but a healthy one. Controls appetite. It, it, again, it, it absolutely helps with cognitive function and can have huge meta- metabolic advantages. And now Lucy gives it to you in a package that is convenient and delicious. They, they have the wintergreen, the cinnamon, the pomegranate. I'm a big fan of the cinnamon. Was chewing it right before I did this podcast. And I had to spit it out because I don't want to be the guy chewing on a microphone. But I love it. I've actually known the people behind Lucy. It, it, it was founded and developed by Caltech scientists, some of the smartest people in the world. Former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, they have found it. And this stuff is amazing. It's 2021. Dump the cigarettes, dude. Unplug the vape. Throw out your dip. Get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. 
A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Mikey likes you listeners. This is for you. Go to lucy.co and use promo code Mikey, M-I-K-E-Y, to get 20% off all products, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use the promo code M-I-K-E at checkout. Also, I have to give the disclaimer, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co, be sure to use the promo code M-I-K-E. That's Mikey. Yeah, this stuff is the bomb. I I actually have known and talked to uh, one of the main developers of Lucy um, well before the product hit the market because I was always uh, such a big proponent of nicotine. So it excites me to no end to know that this is a product that can deliver that drug in a safe and effective way and that the people behind it are at the forefront. I mean, these are absolute geniuses and that word gets thrown around uh, uh, far too often. But these we're talking about literal Caltech scientists, some of the smartest guys in the world, guys and gals who really are at the forefront of this technology and the scientific method behind it and how to deliver it to you in the best possible way and the stuff tastes good. So honestly, I'm pumped. I'm pumped about Lucy. You know how pumped I've been about Magic Spoon. Woo! My Thai boxing coach, Victor Acosta, Coach Vic, He's a big fan of the show. He listens. He's like, dude, it's not that good, right? I mean, it, it, I, I understand it's probably okay, but there's that weird proteiny aftertaste or that uh, it's got some like uh, fake sugary, you know, nonsense. I was like, oh, okay, is, is that how you feel? Let me, let me blow your mind. I'll bring you a box. We'll see how that goes. Brought him a box of Magic Spoon cereal He dusted half the box in his first sitting because it is that good. Magic Spoon cereal is the best, and you shouldn't just take my word for it. Go ahead. Try it for yourself. Get a variety pack. Now's the time. Magic Spoon cereal is as good, if not better, than your favorite childhood cereals. Plus, it's got 11 grams of protein and only three net carbs in every single serving, a variety of flavors that are all awesome. All you got to do, though, go to magicspoon.com slash Mikey. Harry, shut up. Slash Mikey to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code M-I-K-E-Y at checkout. Save yourself $5 off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. Aha. So if you don't like it for any reason... They'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash Mikey and use the code M-I-K-E-Y, Mikey. Save yourself $5. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. Okay, so got that stuff out of the way. And believe me, I'm not kidding when I say that, like, you want to make money doing anything in any business, But I was really reticent to have any sponsors on this show because the world of wellness, health, fitness, nutrition, it gets crazy shady. And I knew that there was going to – products were going to come my way and people were going to want me to promote them and I wasn't going to be too sure about it. 
But I'm sitting here holding my Lucy gum, and I've got 10 boxes of Magic Spoon in the house, and uh, I, you know, I eat it four or five times a week. I've always loved them. I've always believed in them, and I'm just so, so grateful that I get to promote things for you that I really believe in, and I don't have to feel like some weird sellout or feel like I'm compromising my integrity. So thanks again to to my sponsors, and we'll, of course, talk about our friends at Bet Online a little bit later. Um, so uh, I started the, the uh, Patreon, and it's been amazing. I love all of you. Gosh, every one of you who has thought to to support me financially, it's just, uh, honestly, I can't even wrap my head around it how, you know, essentially strangers would be like, yeah, you know, here's my hard-earned money, especially during the the, the, the pandemic and stuff when so many people are struggling. Um, but it just makes me feel so good that um, that you guys would do it. And uh, it's been great, and I, I love doing it. I'm, I'm working it out as I go, as I'm sure – all the patrons are, you know, kind of feeling out the process of, of having that much, a little bit more access into me and, and what I have to say and what I believe in. Um, but uh, thank you. And then, of course, you can find uh, my Patreon in the links, <coughs> excuse me, at uh, all of my profiles on socials, um, at Mike Catherwood or at Mikey Likes You One, the number one. Um, but with the Patreon, I do get more access to you as you get more access to me. What that means is I get to see a lot more of what you guys are thinking about and the questions that you have. Um, one of the biggest things that I've had to get people to wrap their heads around is this constant balance that you have to make with cardio and weight training or resistance training in general. And how most people, especially when they want to lose weight, they they tip the balance way on the side of cardio. And then when I tell them don't do that, they go, what? huh? But but I, I want to lose weight. I have to burn calories. I need to run. I need to ride my bike 75,000 miles. And I'm always like, no, 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 no. But I want to clear up some of this, okay? I want to get down into it, the the some understanding of cardio, of what cardio is, how there are way different forms of cardiovascular training, aerobic, anaerobic, and then also what resistance training provides for you that no amount of cardiovascular training can. So when someone wants to lose weight, okay, I think that there is this basic understanding that the body burns calories. The body has a natural amount of your basal metabolic rate or your resting metabolic rate. Okay, that's just breathing, heart beating, existing. There's going to be a baseline amount of calories that you burn in a day. That's your resting metabolic rate. Anything above that is going to burn calories and that's going to be excess, right? So if you're like, hey, I want to lose weight, I should burn more calories. I certainly, from a technical scientific standpoint, can't deny that. Here's the rub. Burning calories is not a great way to lose weight. It's not a prudent way to lose weight. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. What I'm saying is, is that in the long run, exercise doesn't really burn as many calories as people think. That's part one. Part two, exercise that burns calories at a higher rate, makes you fucking starving. Here's point three. 
exercise that burns calories at a higher rate makes you not only starving, but starving for stuff that you shouldn't be eating. It also provides zero of the muscular contractions that you need in order to change your body. So when people write to me or they listen to the show and their main goal is I want to look better and feel better, I'm always going to push them away from not only wasting their energy but also digging themselves in deeper when it comes to trying to control what they're eating by doing lots of long running, lots of bike riding at a medium intensity pace, lots of any of these, you know, getting on the elliptical for 45 minutes every single day or sometimes more. It burns more calories than weight training. Absolutely. Weight training absolutely is not something that you want to do for calorie burning. What weight training or resistance training does is it completely it focuses its it's the, the exercise itself is completely focused on specific muscular contractions and tension that provide a certain stress that can change the way that you look. Your muscles will get bigger if you eat more calories than you burn. Your muscles will either maintain in, uh, in size but become harder and firmer or change in shape if you eat at a caloric deficit, a small caloric deficit – and if you're looking for the ideal scientific way to change your body for the better, it would be to put yourself in a small caloric deficit, up your protein, and, and resistance train in a, in a very scheduled, focused, stable way. That is that, – that there, there's no ifs, ands, or buts around that one, okay? And – I'm not saying that people who change their body for the better don't also do cardio. What I am saying is that it's absolutely not essential. It's completely unessential. And the people who combine a, a good dose of cardiovascular training with their resistance training in order to make themselves look better have gotten to a level of training ability that far exceeds pretty much everybody out there. And I don't mean half the population. I mean most of the population. I am barely now, after 22 years of really serious training, getting to the point where in order to either lose body fat or, or maintain my physique, that I'm having to get into interval training and lots of um, low-level aerobic training. Now, a lot of that too has become because I've shifted my, shifted my goals I've shifted my goals from just being buff to wanting to really, really get better at Muay Thai, boxing, and and uh, other combat sports, jiu-jitsu. I'm not really doing jiu-jitsu because of the pandemic. But, um, you, you know, that, that changes things. When you're talking about sports performance, you know, cardiovascular training of certain forms has to become an issue. Conditioning is far more important than strength to most athletes, almost all athletes. I mean, besides maybe, you know, you could throw out offensive linemen or something. Um, but, you know, certainly for any combat athlete, if you, being more 
condition, having a bigger gas tank is always going to be a lot more important than having, you know, a, a 500 pound deadlift. But that's not most people, right? Most people, you're listening to this or you get in contact with me or you decide to make a change in your life. It, the change is, is that you want to feel better. You want to look better. And I defy you to go to the end of any endurance sport, you know, any endurance sport uh, competition, whether it be triathlon, um, bike racing, um, marathons, wait at the finish line. Count up all the bodies you see that go by that are appealing. It ain't many. I'm not shitting on endurance sports. I think if you can complete a marathon or a triathlon or an Ironman for whatever it may be, I respect and admire you greatly because it takes a a level of mental strength that most people don't know. I don't know if I have that in me. I've done a uh, 10K and a sprint triathlon and that was on a dare and I did terribly. Um, but I, I mean, to do my brother-in-law, my wife's brother is a competitive endurance athlete in Ironman and, uh, he has no legs. So he's, he's like a superstar in the challenge athlete, um, world, Andre Kylik. I should have him on the show, but man, I, I marvel at what, what he and his, his colleagues are able to do, but that, I'm not talking about what is impressive and what I admire. I'm talking about you sitting at home wanting to look better. And if you want to engage in cardiovascular activity, a certain type of cardiovascular activity, I encourage everyone to do, everyone to do, and that is walking, brisk walking, Let me tell you why. (sighs) Delicious water. Because walking is the most fundamental human movement there is. It is something that we and the Homo sapien are excellent at and is what we are good at doing and should do a lot of. The studies are very clear about people who live in walking cities all being, by and large, much healthier and thinner than everywhere else in the world. Um, I can tell you firsthand, I spent about two and a half weeks in New York. I don't know, 2011 or something. I, a certain unnamed television channel was bringing me out to do some work and then was offering me a long-term job that I ended up not taking. But they were based in New York City, and I was living there for, yeah, a little less than a month. And I didn't have access to any gyms or anything because I did, I, I'm not from New York, and I didn't, you know, I, I would do a little workout here and there in the uh, hotel gym, which was not extensive. But because I was kind of getting to know the city, I, I mean, I knew Manhattan a little bit, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a New Yorker. I was walking everywhere. I walked to the grocery store. I walked to get 
dinner, I'd walk to work and, you know, by the end of the day, I was getting miles and miles and miles of walking day in and day out. And I lost weight, but I was leaner. I came back to LA, went to the gym. I had maintained my strength and, uh, I wasn't particularly watching my diet because I was away from home. You know, I didn't have my kitchen and I certainly didn't have access to like chicken breasts and stuff in my leisure. Um, and so that, you know, that's anecdotal, I understand, but it's, it's real because there are certain energy systems that are involved in any human movement. And the aerobic system is only engaged in isolation at very low heart rates, a lot lower than most of us achieve when we go jogging or running. The aerobic system is the only system that is fueled by fat, dietary or adipose tissue within the body. That is what we were designed to do, our animal. We are not very strong in the, in the, in the pantheon of the animal kingdom. Humans are not strong. We are not that fast. And we aren't good swimmers. Um, this is reality. One thing, one thing we are, we are very good at endurance. Because our metabolisms are, are build everything about us. The slow twitch fibers in our lower body is designed to, to stalk animals all day and all night. And we can do it. We can do it. And we should be doing it. The supreme elite athletes of 2021 have never there's never been in human history anyone close to the elite, the top-tier athletes. But the average guy and average gal has never been more out of shape. Never. Just a regular Joe from 1933 would come and fuck up a regular guy in 2021. A 10-year-old kid doing the presidential fitness test in 1965 would fuck up a kid today. And a lot of it has to do with just baseline movement. We, Due to technology and our lifestyle, we are moving so much less at a real low heart rate kind of low intensity movement. That is something that everyone should be doing and lots of it. I encourage everyone to do 10,000 steps a day. It's just a great way to kind of meet a baseline. So that type of cardiovascular activity is really beneficial for changing your body composition. It doesn't compromise your um, recovery in any way. And it uh, preferentially burns fat. Um, And it also doesn't impact appetite in a way that's going to throw you for a loop. The problem is is that most everyone, when they engage in quote-unquote cardio, they get into that heart rate zone, which is right in between the the high-end or, you know, 85-90% heart rate max and above, which is something I I also think you should do. It's just most people can't get there yet. It takes a real long time to develop a body that can consistently go for sprints or hill sprints or – do circuits of uh, on the C2 rower or something like that. Now, that kind of cardio, I think, is really beneficial and very useful and, and not only healthy for changing your body for the better, but also for just longevity and being a, a good functional human. 
I encourage everybody to do that. Not at first, though. High-intensity interval training is effective, but high-intensity interval training, all the studies and all the development of high-intensity interval training was done on elite athletes, and these elite athletes are capable of getting into high-intensity. Most people... Jesus, my dogs are going crazy. Most people aren't, they're just not capable. And that's, I'm not talking shit. I'm telling you the realities of it. And reality always wins. You know, the very popular Tabata protocol, the 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. They used elite cyclists for this. Most people cannot achieve that kind of wattage and maintain it and get to the get to the level where you're really getting the benefits of high-intensity interval training. Everyone can get the benefit of low-level aerobic training, and everybody can get the benefits of resistance training. Everyone. Immediately. It becomes immediate. Okay? So... You're looking at bang for your buck. Not only bang for your buck, but what isn't going to harm me? What is going to work with me, not against me? And what is going to work with you is resistance training. It changes your metabolism. It can lower insulin. Uh, it can increase insulin sensitivity, lowers blood sugar. It makes you a higher protein anabolism. It gives you a myriad of benefits, okay? And lots and lots and lots of low-level aerobic activity, has huge benefits, huge metabolic benefits again, and uh, longevity and health, and it's going to change your physique. But don't confuse yourself into believing that your aerobic zone is higher than it is, because your aerobic zone, for most people, is pretty fucking low, like 105 beats per minute, you know, for like a, an average guy or an average gal, a nice brisk walk, Okay? When you go for a jog, you're going to very quickly get into 135, 140 beats per minute, and now you're in Foxville. Because that zone, that world, puts you in a very disadvantaged place because it's anaerobic in a sense that it's taking away from your glycolytic systems. But most people aren't eating in a way to help do themselves any favor they just end up burning the calories at that rate at that heart rate and then go home and gorge because you're starving now if you're training for something you got to do that i understand i understand but that's part of the reason why it you don't want to serve two masters um it's another reason why you see really high-level fighters or NBA players that are fat. You know? There's a genetic component, and there's also just that that type of training isn't going to do you any favors when it comes to creating a nice physique. Okay. So we got that out of the way. What you should be doing when it comes to really mapping out how you're going to combine the two is do aerobic exercise and remember what that aerobic zone is. You know, there's a lot of equations for it, but uh, you can go on any website, you know, Google aerobic anaerobic zone and get a better idea of what the energy systems are. And you've got to stay at that lowest energy system for long, prolonged periods of time. 
You know, if it, it, it's a uh, 10, you know, four or five, 10 minute walks, fine. If you just start parking farther away from places that you go and then uh, take a couple laps around the grocery store, daily chores, all of that adds up. And uh, that's why I like the fact that, you know, most smartphones have a um, pedometer on them. So just keep it in your pocket, put on airplane mode if you need, if you don't want to, you know, engage in a lot of that distraction that comes with the smartphone. But, you know, I just, I rack them up, man. I rack them up without having to do any real extra effort. Sometimes, you know, I do, I go for 10 minute walks, like my man Stan Efferding had told me to do after two of my meals. Um, and sometimes they end up being 20 minutes because I enjoy it so much. And I understand I have the luxury of living in Southern California where it's not like a problem. If you live in Minnesota or New Jersey or something, it can be different at different seasons. But get that movement in. 10,000 steps. That's low-level aerobic work that is going to really enhance your ability to change your physique for the better. And it also is really darn good for you. Really good for you. In that 35 to 65, 70% heart rate zone, it's not doing much for you. In fact, almost all research shows that it's harming you. Now, when you get up over 85%, now we're talking the hill sprints or the burpees or the C2, I love the rower for getting there because it's low impact and you can just fucking go nuts. Ah, Gloria, oh, my dog. She's a St. Bernard mix, and she's so sweet, but she's so big and so goofy. You can you can go crazy hard on a on a C two rower and not have to worry too much about hurting yourself. And I like that. I like that a lot because sprinting is great, but very few people can sprint for a long period of time. And I don't mean a long period of time in the sprint, like you know, 10, 20 seconds is fine. I'm saying like if you're doing it week after week, very few people are doing it in a way that's not going to end up fucking harming them in the long run. Unless you're 20, you know, kids get away with whatever. But if you're you're listening to this and you haven't been playing high school football very recently, it's not all – I would not recommend you just go out and fucking sprint because it takes some building up to. Um, but, you know, that that's the type of activity that I'm saying. When you're talking about high-intensity interval training, you need to get to the point where your heart's beating – close to its absolute maximum threshold and do that for short bursts, allow it to rest for a, a measured amount of time and then engage in that activity again. I just don't think most people are capable of doing that. Certainly not capable of doing it safely, but it should be something that should be looked at as a long-term goal because there is benefit in that. The problem is, again, and I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I want you to get this through your head, is that most people's cardio activity falls in the middle, which is where you get into the danger zone. It's a, you know, endurance athletes have called it a black hole. Now, when you look at Lance Armstrong or, or, or uh, other, you know, the people who win the Boston Marathon, you say, well, they're lean and they, yes, because of years and years and years and years of training to get to the point where they can, their aerobic level is what is my, practically my fastest mile. They built their aerobic base to the point that they can stay at like 118 beats per minute by running seven-minute miles, okay? And I will use this analogy for weight training. I will use this analogy now for cardio. I will use it for dieting. 
imagine if you're trying to learn how to fly a plane. Okay, you just go down to your local like uh, small airport, and they have classes, and you want to get your license and fly a Cessna or something. You know, are you at all going to worry yourself about uh, worry at all about what astronauts do to fly into space? No. Why? Because that would be silly. Space travel has insane amounts of high stakes that the engineers who design the, the shuttles and the people who fly them are are working on a level that is so advanced because it is such an advanced, very esoteric thing to do. It would be silly to sit down and read about jet propulsion and aeronautics about flying into space when you just want to learn how to fly a Cessna. In fact, it would take away from your ability to fly that Cessna. It wouldn't come as quickly. So don't Worry yourself about what elite athletes do. Don't don't tell me about this bodybuilders program that you're starting to adopt, or how he or she does, uh, you know, seven meals a day. And I I said it's okay to just eat once or twice a day. Don't fucking worry about what the astronauts are doing because that's what pro bodybuilders and pro athletes and people who finish in the top fifty of the Boston Marathon. That's what they are. They are the astronauts, and you're learning to fly the Cessna. Now, some of the greatest science that transfers over into, into flying a Cessna, and frankly, a lot of the other stuff that we use in the world, has come from space travel. In the same way, a, a lot of the science, most of it, about physique transformation has come from the world of professional bodybuilding and fitness models. But that doesn't mean you should emulate it part and parcel. Okay? So... Let me give you a breakdown. What must be done if you are going to change your physique for the better, if you want to finally look in the mirror and be proud, if you really want the, at the end of your journey to be able to take your shirt off or wear that bikini at the pool, at the beach, and be like, yes, and know that people are like, damn, damn, girl, you know, or, or oh, look at that guy. Looking better naked for your partner, whatever. If that's your goal, you've got to be resistance training. And you should research or talk to someone who really understands that and, and engage in that. On top of that, I definitely think it's in everybody's best interest to engage in low-level aerobic activity and a shit ton of it daily. Don't confuse what your anaerobic, excuse me, your aerobic threshold is. It's pretty low. And that's okay. But engage in it. Avoid the middle ground, and when you're ready, go to the top, to the red line, and be able to get, engage in high-intensity high interval training. And understand that in order for that to be effective and to reap the benefits of high-intensity interval training, you have to get to high-intensity, and most people aren't capable of doing that yet. But I do believe in it, and, I, and, and that, that is there. That is your carrot to, to look at. Um, so, again... If you want to get more into the weeds of this, you can listen to the bonus pod. That is only available for patrons on my Patreon. Um, there's links everywhere at all my socials. You can just search for Mike Catherwood on Patreon, but that is there, and it is available for all tiers. If you're looking at for more advanced advice or help, there are different tiers that you can you know, achieve different levels of access to me and, and my help and... Uh, 
I've kind of grown to really enjoy it, you know, at the top tier. And I've got about 14 or 15 men and women who I've been working with. And, I, you know, I like it because, I don't know, it just it, they're obviously I'm getting paid to do it, which is great. But it, there, fee, there seems to be like this feeling of giving back or like some feeling of service to help in that regard. Um, but either way, it's all available at my Patreon. Uh, before I go, remember, Super Bowl, right around the corner. If you're looking to place a bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. I like the Super Bowl. I love the Super Bowl not only because I like football, but because the prop bets get crazy. The coin toss, the length of the national anthem, it, it, there's no end to the crazy bets. And it's all there for you right at betonline.ag. I'm talking game spreads, totals, team players, uh, coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right. I love you all. Thank you so much. And remember, in this crazy mixed-up world that makes you think that nobody cares, I do. Be good, people. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.